Welcome to I'm Telling, where we have real stories from real students. Our podcast features students from South Mountain Community College Storytelling Institute, located in Phoenix, Arizona. These stories are recorded live in a classroom setting with just one take. When I was growing up here in South Phoenix, it wasn't South Phoenix. It wasn't Phoenix. It was Maricopa County. We had no street lights, no paved street. Um, we had flower gardens, cornfields, you know, you name it, but that was about it. Our mailing address, I remember this, was Route 1, Box 862. Now, if you ask me what I had for breakfast this morning, we'd be here for about two hours because I can't remember. But with us, Growing up as a family didn't mean my mom, my dad, you know. My family was the entire neighborhood, and that neighborhood could stretch for a couple of blocks in either direction. And this time of the year, of course, kids would get excited about Christmas. But for us, it was the pies, because Thanksgiving started the holidays. And in my neighborhood, there were five of us about the same age, four boys and me. And we were like our own little rat pack or mouse pack, whichever you want to call us. And whenever you saw one, the other four wouldn't be too far behind. And we were the go-getters, we were the gatherers. When I say go-getters, an adult would say, hey, come here, go get this for me. And we'd go get it. There weren't that many telephones. Not everyone had a telephone, so it would be, hey, Rose, Rose, like, yes, ma'am. Uh, go tell Ruby, yes, ma'am. So I go, okay, go tell Darcy, yes, ma'am. You know, so that was my exercise. I was a walking telephone, as, as with all the other kids. Now, around Thanksgiving, Everybody in the neighborhood made pies. I mean, they brought out their best pies. And there was this one lady that made a pie using nothing but the rind from an orange. She would boil it down, smush it up, put it, it was good. I don't know what she did to it, but it was good. And you've, about two weeks before, maybe 10 days before Thanksgiving, you know, you could walk through the neighbor, down the street and you could smell the apples and the cinnamon. You could smell the tartness from the lemons and that sweetness from apples, from all these pies getting ready to be made. A few days later, it's like it's getting stronger because it's getting closer, you know, and they're, these ingredients have been sitting there, you know, and they're fermenting, but actually, fermenting, but they're in the sugar and the cinnamon and the nutmeg and all of that, and the air is filled with all of this. And a little hint of yeast for the bread that's going to come. You know, and all of this, you know, every day these scents were getting heavier and heavier, and they hung in the air. Now, the one thing on top of the pies that everyone made, they all made pecan pies. My mom made the best bourbon sweet potato pecan pie I've ever tasted. 
And it wasn't until I became an adult that I found out it didn't take a whole fifth of bourbon to make a pie. <laughs> you know, it was like a little bit for the pie and a little bit for the cook. And a little bit more for the pie. And, you know, the more pie, my mom would make about eight, ten of these things because she would give them out. And the, poor, the more pie she made, the happier she got. <laughs> and by the time she got to that last pie, man, she was a living hoot, I tell you. And us kids, our job was to get the pecans for the pies. Now, not far from us was a pecan patch. And we would go down and we would get pecans and bring them back. We'd get pecans and put them in our little pockets and go back. And my mom asked me one day, she says, uh, where are you getting the money for the pecans? And where are you getting the pecans? And I said, well, uh, the man at the pecan patch said that we can have pecans because he knows that everybody make pecans, so he let us have them. <laughs> Didn't tell my mom that we had been stealing pecans out the patch for a while. We would go up there and we would climb the trees, we'd jump up and down on the branches, we'd break a few, but heck, you know. Uh, we would leave pecans on the ground, they'd chase us off, we'd go back. They'd chase us off, we'd go back. But this was the holidays. We had to get pecans. We were there getting pecans and we're, you know, and we hear this noise, this big boom, and everybody stops. And out of the air comes bird seed. Someone had shot bird seed in the air to scare us away. And it worked for about two days. We went back. Two pair of pants, <laughs> two long sleeve shirts. We took rope and tied around the bottom of our pant legs. We were ready. It was on. We went back and we're getting pecans and we're stuffing them down in our pants and we're shaking them down and we're stuffing them and we're shaking down, you know. And while we're doing this, these guys are encroaching around us and we didn't notice. You know, and we're standing there, we're stuffing pecans, we look up, and there's all these guys. And they've got these little, we used to call them gunny sacks, but you probably know them like potato sacks, but they were small. And we're looking at them. And he says, look, kids, you've been breaking the leaves, you've been leaving pecans on the ground. You know, tell you what, I'll give you guys five cents for every bag you fill up, and you can take a few pecans home. Well, five bags. Back then, that was a double feature at the Fox Theater. <laughs> a hot dog and a Coke. But me, being the only girl in my little mouse pack, and the only girl at home, and spoiled, I stood there and I said, I don't need your money. My daddy gives me money to go to the movies on Saturday. I don't like you. I don't like your pecan patch. And I'm not coming back here anymore. So there. And I waddled off with my little pecans. <laughs> and I never did go back. Well, I did twice. I went there once to hear a story and two weeks ago to tell this one. <laughs> 
If you are interested in learning how to become a storyteller, please visit our website at southmountaincc.edu forward slash storytelling.